0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Purple Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Parker Fleming, and I have with me, as always, my co-host and my friend Grant McGalliard. Grant, how are you this evening?
1: Parker, I'm doing great. It's a uh, it's Victory Sunday.
0: It is Victory Sunday. Look, so we'll tie you know, one by win by one, whatever. Shout out to no, Jeff- no 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 no
1: no. We didn't win by one, we won by two.
0: Well, I was going to say, shout out to Jeff Mitchell for tweeting maybe the most infuriating thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And he just said, win by two. <laughs> I was so mad. I got I got visibly angry. Um, TCU, they did win. And it's better to win than to lose, is what I'll say. Um, and so they won 34-32 to against California. Not for lack of trying, they won. But um, it was... There was just a lot going on uh, in this game. I think we could talk about uh, one of the worst, slowest starts I think I can remember in a game for, for TCU on both sides of the ball. Um, so, Grant, you've got a timer for 45 minutes. I can't see it. You're the guardian of the timer. I am, yeah. Let's talk about this game. We'll get into the stats and all that. Let's go big picture. What were your your, your kind of big picture takeaways, and then we'll kind of drill into some of these stats.
1: Uh okay well can I start with something um kind of I don't want to say naive or glib but something just kind of obvious is that okay
0: I I I love obvious I love glib honestly
1: okay great uh Zach Evans is really good is my big real boy. freaking good I mean and, and not to break so what's the um what's the wrestling term is it kayfob or keyfob or whatever when you're like hey kayfabe kayfabe wow okay I was wrong on every attempt uh kayfabe is that that's no way that's how that word's supposed to be pronounced.
0: Anyway, uh, I sorry. My background there is that I'm from Memphis and uh, started right, wrestling, right, you're right. and so we, I, we definitely don't say it right. I'm not. Yeah. You're right. I say okay. It right. Yeah. yeah
1: uh, anyway, so I mean, not to you know pull the curtain back. Uh, I'm fine with running the ball as long as you're good at it, and as long as you know what you're doing. And Zach Evans like could be a workhorse back for TCU. Uh, he finished with and I'm vamping as I pull up his numbers because I'm an idiot and didn't have those up when I started talking, but he had 22 carries for 190 yards, 8.6 yards of carry, and a touchdown. Parker, here's what I was shocked about with Zach Evans. So his average, his average yards per attempt was 8.3 yards. He averaged 4.5 yards after contact per attempt. That is making guys miss, that is shedding arm tackles, and that is working for extra yards. I love him.
0: Absolutely. Uh, in terms of total EPA, 9.14 points of value he created. He had a 52% success rate. He added 12% win probability and he had a 0.44 EPA per play. That's insane. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's so Evans, that's, is, Evans yeah. is really, really good. And, and Grant, you'll have no qualms for me because remember what we talk about. Like, if you're obviously more talented than another team, run the ball, right? Yes, um yeah. now of course that that correlates with being obviously more talented than a team. that like that's why you see that stupid stat about 200 yards and TCU winning and Grant, did you know that TCU is undefeated 100 percent of the time that they score more points than their opponent?
1: <laughs> well you hate that stat more than any person hates any other stat it's, it, is,
0: it is it's willfully ignorant at this point. Um, And again, uh, because my life is Groundhog Day and TCU football plays a big role in this. It's a series of tests designed to perfect my personal holiness. I have to relive the same day and the same stupid stat over and over and over again until I learn to not care and I walk away hand in hand with what's her name and uh, we drive out of, we drive out of, I can't even say it, pod talk, whatever, yeah. I I love that your version,
1: I love that your version of of like, you know, every person thinks they're the protagonist of every story. I love that your version is that I'm the protagonist and I am in hell in every there's story.
0: A, there's a hundred percent a TCU undergrad who's studying psychology who is sitting like writing notes about like I know what this says about you. I have so just give me the diagnosis. <laughs> Hit me in the DMs, help me. Help me. Okay. Um I yeah, so I think I tweeted at one point, like, okay, we can run over them. Yeah um the pass blocking is atrocious. We should run the ball. I think I said just run Zach and go home. He's he's talented. I think that a lot of backs are talented. I liked, you know. I liked some of the ideas about JD Spielman in the run game. Okay, um, can, yep. can I? And I, I don't mean to
1: get too granular. Sorry, I wanted to bring this no, up, please. and you just, tra- you just offered a good you um, just offered a good transition. I like that JD Spielman is on TCU's roster. Do the coaches? Because I'm very confused.
0: Well, if you remember that you can't believe anything that you hear a coach say, then. No, they don't because they talk about liking him so much. And I think they just like the fact that he's a super senior for like the culture. But I also think about like opportunity cost. You know, it's like, what are you going to ask him to do that you wouldn't have Tay or Darius do?
1: Yeah, it just seems weird to me that Spielman, I mean, he's a burner. He came from Nebraska. Like you said, super senior grad transfer. And he is, listen, if he's not as good as Darius or Tay or whatever, then okay, fine. But it's just weird to me that he continues to get like one rep a game where they t- let him take a jet sweep and then okay great go back to the sideline with you like he's the hunchback and they're putting him back in the closet or whatever the hunchback in notre yeah. dame's plot was
0: i think he rings the bell i, I can't i can't power- parse I, the metaphor yeah. here i will say um I, I need to go back and rewatch and and make sure that i'm i'm confident about this before i start going crazy but um I think there's a tell with the jet suite. Like I think TC was telegraphing things and they're, they're failing miserably. And it's kind of the same idea of what's been happening the last couple of years where it's like, Hey, you have a couple good plays, but you line up the same way and you run them the same way. And they know like they're yeah. just Wilcox knew he just knew. Yeah. Um, and so that was really, really frustrating. Um, I think that especially to see last week and just kind of bread and butter. And then they came out and didn't really do bread and butter.
1: Anything, Yeah.
0: Um and then Grant the only time that TCU played well do you do you have the play by play up right here? Uh, I do yes. Uh, okay, all right. Help help me out here. The only time TCU played well was like end of the half, right? That yeah. last half drive. Um. Yeah. That, so w- when did that when did that start exactly? So, t- that? so okay. So
1: TCU scored to make it uh twelve to seven with six minutes left. Then Cal got it scored. TCU punted and then TCU's last drive was two plays for sixty five yards and a touchdown.
0: Mhm. And um, last, yeah, and so,
1: seventeen seconds.
0: Yeah. This is kind of that idea of like, hey, why don't they make the whole, you know, and, and the drive before that was, or the two drives, the drive two drives before that was good too. It's like, hey, why don't make they they make the whole plane out of the two minute offense or whatever? And that's that's really a joke. That's that's not what I'm saying. But Grant, you know, the time in my life when I was like the most, I, I ran, I ran on ground, not on a treadmill, a twenty one thirty seven five k. Twenty one minutes, thirty seven seconds, right? The time that I did that and was insanely fit, insanely doing all this is I was about to take my qualifying exam for grad school. I had this singular unifying purpose ahead of me and I was able to kind of like align my life optimally and just like be a monster for six months. Yeah. Or end of half is the only time that TCU can kind of get that cohesion of, oh shoot, there's not a lot of time. We need to move the ball. Let's, let's do these things. Right. The rest of the time that the vision is just not, it's not there. It's not it's there. Not
1: there. I, I do want to say one thing about the end of half um, and I tweeted this, but. That that Evans touchdown, what, 51 yards, right, that, that touchdown run, was the most please-run-on-us look I've ever seen a defense give. They completely yeah. vacated the middle of the field. Their safety was 40 yards down the field. They were just like, please, I'm begging Zach Evans to take this and run.
0: Can you have, like, a negative box? Like, you know, there's, like, a yeah. box. It's like, that yeah. was a negative box.
1: I, I, don't, I made this joke before. I don't know what a run fit is, but that wasn't it. Zach like, Evans it was, had
0: six runs of 10-plus yards. Yeah, man, he had a Zach really Evans good. Zach Evans forced game. seven missed tackles on twenty-two attempts. Yeah, he's really good.
1: And 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 he had an and amazing
0: block. Will you tell, tell, tell yeah. remind us. Of, I don't want to steal your tweet. No, remind just an amazing was, block. It yeah, was it so was good. the
1: block. It was at the end of the game. It was it was a crucial play for TCU, and now I'm vamping as I find the uh, uh, um, the uh, the the play exactly. But it, it was the third and four. TCU thirty-one. Um, and it was Duggan's pass to Barber for 13 yards for first down, which basically like, okay, we're going to send this drive. And Cal brings pressure off the left. And Evans does a absolutely perfect submarine block, takes out the defender, gives Duggan just enough time to find Barber on the route over the middle. It was beautiful. It was perfect. And as we've talked about, and I think I think uh, our good friend uh, Melissa has made this good point, TC was looking for an every down back, right? A versatile back. And say what you want about Amari DiMarcado, he was a very good pass blocking back. If Evans can do that, he's going to be on the field every single down. There's no re- reason to take him off other than rest.
0: Yeah. You know what's crazy is I think this is the first time where really only one running back has played. So 22 attempts for, for Evans, four attempts for Kendra Miller, although he had nine snaps, two for Spielman, one for Davis, 17 for Duggan. Um, and of those 17 for Duggan, this doesn't count how many are RPOs, but only two of those I think were scrambles. The rest of those were designed. Yeah. Um and so he is—he is the guy, which is great. Play your like play your best players, uh, and, and we can go and talk about receiving as well. Uh, here's here's this for for a segue to talking about like he's the guy that um, absolutely is going to drive this TCU offense uh, through the ground in terms of the pass game. Quentin Johnson nine targets—that's almost double what Darius yep. David had the next time. That's more than you know Conright, Barber, Brown combined. Um, and so just absolutely like hey, we're gonna get the ball to our best guy. That makes me nervous that like Savion only Savion Williams only got one target because uh I wanted to say this earlier and it got past us. Speaking of, of Spielman, if I if TCU had an offensive line that could block without having to keep a back and a tight end back there, can you imagine an offensive set that you could design for left to right, Savion Williams, Tay Barber, JD Spielman, Darius Davis, Quentin Johnson five wide. Like
1: Yeah, man, that's hard to defend.
0: You can't really do a lot there, and of course, so you'd, run, you'd put one of them out, and you want Evans in there, and you could do. All, but like if sure. TCU could run ten personnel, just one running back, and no tight ends, and 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 split out four guys, and just run chaotic offense, and so that brings me back to, we're we're gonna talk about Max, we're gonna talk about like the offensive struggles and the design and all that, but like that brings me back to, Grant, this offense doesn't have a doesn't have a pulse because it doesn't have a line that can block five on four. Even it can't even five on three. Even like last year against Iowa State, it can't even block five on three protection. You have to keep seven men in every time, and that just absolutely ruins your offense.
1: Yeah, there's um, there's a name I could say, but we're go- we're not going to say it right now. That maybe let's call it a root cause to all of this. Um, perhaps on the staff. Uh, I I I agree. It's extremely frustrating, and, and I, I think you and I both thought the line would at least marginally improve coming into this season, right? I mean, you have talent, you have a, a, a Eze coming in, or sorry, I'm bad at pronunciations, but uh, you, know, you have guys that have experience. Corbett Millen's back, John Lance's back, Steve Avila's back, all those guys. And then as it turns out, they just don't get the job done. And, and, and so I don't know, it, it, it's not, you can't point to it and say, oh, this is a youth problem, or you can't point to it and say, you know, they're not big enough. I mean, the guys have enough size. It's just they're, they don't get the job done whatever reason they don't get it done.
0: Yeah. Um, this dude, something's going on with, um, something's going on with play by play and with what PFF has and ESPN. There's weird play by play stuff. Cause they do not have pressures right on this off. I was looking at offensive line stats mm-hmm. and this isn't, this isn't
1: right. Um, yeah. Cause I was looking to at, at blocking grades on PFF and, uh, I disagree with some of
0: them. So Yeah, this isn't this isn't right. Um weird. Okay. Yeah. Don't trust what your don't trust your eye. Yeah. Yes. Don't trust your eyes. Believe the numbers. Um, no, I'm lying. Don't don't do that. Okay, I'm not even gonna say these out loud because these are bad. Um the passing page this is great TV, I'm sorry, but I was not prepared for that to be uh, bad. Podcaster yes, okay. uh, Podcaster a a visual medium. Okay, this is what no, Duggan had 36 dropbacks. 22 of those were unpressured. 14 of those were pressured. Okay. That sounds right. They have five pressures allowed on the offensive line page. That's no, not, that's no, not no, right now. Um, so, but, but, so, but there's the stat, right? Like Duggan is under pressure almost four and 10. You know, that's, that's one every two and a half throws. He is under pressure. Um, and that is just, um, I mean, I just, you, yeah, th- this I, offensive line doesn't even give the, the offense an opportunity to, to do what they want do.
1: Do yeah. And I think two things can be true, right? Which is that, you know, Max makes some throws that aren't great. He, he overthrows, which I'd rather have somebody overthrow than underthrow a lot of times. Um, at least just throw it out of a place where anybody can catch it. Um, and, and he needs to work on throwing on the run, for sure. Uh, also, um, you know, four out of 10 is an incredible amount of time to get pressured. And elite quarterbacks will make those throws and maybe Max will learn to make them. I don't know. But Right now, he is not going to be the best Max he can be while he's getting pressured four out of every ten times he drops back.
0: Um, can I... Yes. Okay, so let's do two things. Okay. Let's let's talk a little bit about Max, but then we're going to... We'll, we'll, we'll get there. I'll get there secondarily. First. Okay. Uh, so, but, but first, I just... A couple of things. Um, one, uh, there is a world where TCU says, we know the kind of offense we want to run, and we believe that while Max Duggan is talented and experienced, he has not demonstrated growth for whatever reason in the offense we want to run. Let's go get one of the 400 P5, G5, QB transfers who could start at TCU and run whatever offense you want, right? Mm -hmm. Go, Go do that. Guess what? TCU didn't. Guess what? Chandler Morris weighs 113 pounds. Guess what? Sam Jackson is not even close to the field. Guess what? Alexander Honing has a stress fracture in his leg. Max Duggan yeah. is your quarterback, right? Yeah. So if you want to sit and hit your head against the wall and complain about a kid and saying, we can't do, we are so bad at offense that we can't even imagine how to design an offense that works for this kid, um, if that's what you want to do, then do that. But if you want to run an offense that Max Duggan can't run, go get another quarterback. I, that's what I don't understand. So there's like an in-season. Let's talk about this game, but like let's talk meta and bigger picture and say if this is the offense you're running, and you don't think you're, you're going to continue to say he, we know he doesn't do great on this uh, on this you know down ball or uh, deep ball versus man man coverage, then go get somebody who does yeah. or stop doing it. Well, and, I just don't understand. No,
1: I, I understand. And I know you had another point, but I just want to interject and say something here, no, real quick, which is that Max didn't have a good game. He said after the game that he thought he played poorly. He did miss a lot of throws. He was seventeen to thirty-one for two hundred thirty-four yards and three TDs. If that's his bad game, fine with it. You know what I mean? I, I, I think he he had throws that he was off by a yard or, or two yards, or whatever. And and I, I have faith that he can make them. If he can't, well it's it's not the worst thing in the world that's all i'm
0: saying no and and i yeah and i'm like we we know who max Duggan is, yeah, we're aware um i'm looking at max duggan's q b r this is not even close to his worst game, so his q b r in this game for passing was sixty six point three in twenty twenty he had one two three four five games that were worse than that. Yeah. In 2019, he had, oh Lord. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six games. So this is Max Duggan's 12th worst game. And he has.
1: Like 30 career start, not 20, 25 career starts. 25 or
0: something. So, okay. This was, yeah. It's it's bad.
1: Well, it it wasn't great, right? It wasn't great, but I'm, you know.
0: Do you, I mean, could, Max Duggan didn't yeah. give up thirty-two points. Like they, no. they well, down, he but... gave
1: up six. Can we
0: talk about that interception? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm open. I'm open to that.
1: Because I had blocked it out until I was going back through play-by-play and watching highlights. And I was like, oh, that play happened. Um, that okay. that's that is a failure on two parts. That is a failure of a coaching decision, and that is a failure on Max to not recognize what's about to happen.
0: Yeah, th- that that did feel a little bit deer in the headlights. That kind of felt like. Um... I know that you know, that I know, that you know, that I know, and they, he still did it. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. great. It was very bad. Um, That, like, that's inexcusable. It's like the West Virginia touchdown he boofed yeah. last year just yeah. overthrew. Where you're like, oh, come on, kid. But here's the thing. That doesn't happen in a vacuum. Like, I, Max has to make those throws. Absolutely. But like, also, if a quarterback's getting his ass kicked all game, he's not going to ever get to the mental state where he's like, I can make it. You know, that wasn't like a mechanical failing or something. That was just like, he just is rattled and made a bad decision. So it was bad and he needs to not get rattled, but he hasn't really ever had a game where he's been able to kind of, you know, do. I I would just treat my quarterback different if I knew. Okay. Again, we're in, we're, we're prepping for the games, right? Like there's no changing the quarterback. There's no installing a new playbook, right? Right. We are where we are. We have these fixed constraints. I would do everything in my power to be like, Max, we're just going to get you a bunch of completions and a bunch of easy third-down conversions in the run game. We're going to score a couple easy touchdowns, bud, and then let's push the envelope in the second quarter. And is like, nope, you got a, you got as many as many mid- intermediate throws as you needed last week. It is time for downfield.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, he has a, he has a receiver there in QJ that can make those catches, I mean, and make contested catches, and, and he has guys that can get separation, but the thing is, is that he doesn't have time to get it to them, and if he does, he's throwing off his back foot or he's – um, he's rushing things and look I, I I'm not mad about how Max played it could have been better it absolutely could when it came down to it he made the throws and he made the effort okay the amount of times TC ran QB power annoyed the hell out of me but they did run it and he got the first down at the end it was a horrible play call I said it as he as we ran it literally I told I turned to my dad and said please don't run QB power and then they ran QB power and then he picked up the first down anyway ended the game he got the job done it wasn't great but, okay.
0: Yep. Max Duggan, uh, 7.82 total EPA on, per, on his legs, 0.49 EPA per rush, um, and he had a 62% success rate. That's good. That's good. And that's exactly what we expected of Max Duggan. And now we just need to figure out the passing offense that's going to make that work. Grant, how, where are we on our timer?
1: We are at 25 minutes remaining.
0: Okay, I have another thought on this, but what I want to do is talk defense and then yes. talk the rest of the Big 12. So let's I do that, and if we still have timing, let's do that. I love it. Uh, let's do We'll it. Com- come back to it. I'm writing that down. That's great. Um, hey, guess what? Giving up 32 points to Cal is terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, they gave up—you're talking QBR—they gave up a 91.4 to Chase Garbers.
0: I, can't, I, I stopped looking for a non-Oklahoma quarterback that TCU allowed a 91 <laughs> QBR to. I gave up. Parker, I mean, he was slicing a dice in him, man. Look, you know, you look, man. You don't look Chase Garvers, man. You don't, you don't just walk into Berkeley and not being able to be a gunslinger. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, so one, <laughs> THG got burned on that first catch, but like, I actually don't understand how they reviewed that and then said it was confirmed. The dude, yeah, I, I'm bad at this. I'm sure I'm bad at this. Here's what I think about. Do you remember the 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 drop against Kansas where Darius Davis caught one kind of over his shoulder? and moved it, and he hit the ground, uh-huh. and it came out. How is that not a catch? But what we saw where the gentleman from Cal landed, had the ball, ball moves across his body, ball hits the ground, ball comes out. What
1: I, I, I really have no idea. I guess you could argue made a football... But first off, I had the game on mute. No, then
0: it's a fumble. I, well, I guess he's down by contact. was down but by contact. I, I think you argued made a
1: football move with the catch, and then fell. I, I have no idea. I, I agree it should have been incomplete, but whatever.
0: Yeah, didn't like it. Um... This is way too many points to give up to Cal, even if you account for the, um, even if you account for the pick six, uh, but like 32 points is uh, asinine. Um, they gave up 17. They Cal scored 17 against Nevada. Um, Cal hasn't scored more than 30 points since, I think it's 18. I'm confirming that just to make sure. One, since, wait, since 2018? No, it's November 9th against, oh. uh, November 9th, 2019, they scored 33. Against Washington State and then the last time they scored more than that was a win over Oregon State who I think was like over in 2018 49 to 7 so Cal does not score 33 points
1: yeah the um the holes in the secondary are real Parker is all I'll say and listen I don't care if it's Chase Garbers if it's Bill's Nathan Peterman or if it's peak Tom Brady if you give a quarterback time to throw he will find receivers especially when that that, that
0: was the big thing. Cause I posted that clip of the Nevada, the first play of the game last week. And clearly Cal did some film study and was like, we're going to fix our protection. But Nevada was eating Cal's offensive line up. Like, like friend, my, my, I said, my friend, our friend, everyone's friend, but Elliot DM'd me. and was like, man, Cal has some problems up front. I was like, they do. And TCU, look, TCU doesn't have Kari Coleman. But if, again, if what we're hearing about Dylan Horton is actually good and not just random bullshit that coaches are saying to try and make people like them. I don't know. Um, TCU should actually have gotten pressure and Garbers just wasn't pressured um, with any regularity, regularity, especially in that first half. So Garbers um, was able to hit what? Three for three, five for five. Yeah. Uh, middle and right, greater than 20 yards, zero for five on the outside left. Here's another thing, Grant. Football is a game of opportunity. And if he has opportunity to just chuck it up there, things are going to happen. Right. And so TCU wasn't getting pressure. They were getting time to get guys downfield. And, and you have a very obvious hole that I'm sick and tired of talking about at the corner. Play one of the kids. Honestly.
1: Yeah. Play like, Jenkins.
0: Do not put him back out. I hate doing that about a college athlete, but like, I,
1: I mean, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're do right. not
0: put him back out there. Uh, this is one of the rare situations with TCU football where I have been like, I don't understand. Or, or yeah, shift TJ Carter over TJ Carter was all conference corner last yeah, year. He, I mean, he, he blew a coverage too.
1: I, it. Playing yeah. a new
0: position. Yeah.
1: No, I know, I know. It, but Patterson said after the game they're gonna continue with that plan moving forward until Daniels is healthy. I I, I
0: well, don't get as it. As long as you get ten wins. Um
1: <sighs> Jesus. I, I don't I don't get it. I, I it, it's the classic break but don't bend. I mean it was it was just he was picking them apart downfield, but then there are times when it's like, well, okay, this is really easy, just shut them down short, but I, I, I don't get it.
0: Um Shout out to uh, shout out to uh, Susan WK04 who hit me up in the DMs today and said, "One, I love your work. It's so hard to be a Frog fan, and you know, uh, I feel like there's a really simple example." And she was she decided specifically a really simple problem, and she she cited specifically the the one on one passes, and that that is a uh, or, or sorry, giving up too many big plays and mm-hmm. a lot of them being passes. And so like last year, TCU had a had a run problem. But um, that was largely attributable to kind of uh, uh, a, an injury, like that was Bethley being out and yes. the interior offensive line being just absolutely insane. But um, the, the the big passes has really been a problem. And I really think that they, this week, this year, this week, we saw on display the O-ring theory of defense more than we ever have. Yep. O-ring theory. Remember, Michael Kramer just won oh, a Nobel Prize for this. I,
1: ha- I, have, I have the book. Are we talking challenger? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so Michael, Michael Kramer wrote a paper called the O-ring theory of development. And so basically said like the way that a country gets out of poverty is they do all these right processes and it comes down to these one little things. And and same thing on defense is like, it's it's like weakest link, right? But it's kind of, it's, it's all a cohesive unit. And so there, there, you know, there's some cracks in the secondary having to replace two really good guys with some talented athletes who clearly are not as astute with the playbook yet. And with someone who does not belong on a power five football field. So combining those, you're like, yeah, man, this secondary looks really, really thin. If Kari Coleman is hurt as bad as he is, which if you're talking up Dylan Horton that much, I think that means you think that Kari Coleman's not playing. Yeah. Um, And so, again, it would be nice to be at a program where we didn't have to be like, is this coach lying strategically Uh, or is he actually saying something? It would also be
1: nice to be at a program where defensive linemen don't get hurt before the season every year with severe injuries. But
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I want this tweet. I wish I had this and I don't understand why I don't have this.
1: Can I, uh, while you're looking for it, can I offer yeah, something? Please do. Do you, well, first off, do we have anything more to talk about on the defense?
0: Besides this stat? Oh, here it okay. is. Okay, I've got it. Me. Go ahead. Last last year, 5.97% of completions against TCU went 30 plus yards. Okay. Worst figure in Big 12, 108th in the nation. And they lost two NFL guys yeah. plus they lost Garrett Wallow Plus
1: basically another starting corner until something. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what one out of every 20 passes is going for over 30 yards.
0: Yeah. That's not what you want. Woof.
1: Um, okay. Well, okay, Parker, uh, I have something I want to talk about and then you have your thing you wanted to mention earlier and then let's go. Big 12. You ready? Yeah. Okay. You don't play golf, right?
0: I can't believe you didn't say, obviously you're not a golfer to appeal to our meme based audience. Jeez.
1: Okay. Well, so I, I I played this morning, right? And I'm I'm pretty decent. I'm I'm probably in the top I don't know six percent of golfers in the world. Okay. Yo, you're
0: you're you're going to the pro am, baby. I'm there. Yeah, yeah, I'm I am the next train. year. I'll be I'm at the be amateur. There, yeah, the Texas amateur. there in the person.
1: USA. God willing. Oh, please. Um,
0: they have beer, right?
1: I think so. But uh, I I have a theory, and this may be my own mental psychosis to where if I start a whole, if I start a round. By birdieing the first hole, I hate it because as soon as I birdie, I know all the expectations, all the, hey, I have to shoot, you know, one over this round are going to creep in. Whereas if I bogey the first hole, hey, man, all the pressure's off. And now I can just kind of cruise through the rest of the round, make a bunch of pars. Look at that. I shot 75 without thinking about it. I went out today, Parker. I birdied the first hole. I was even par through six. And then I was, let me do the math here, 14 over over my next 14 holes. This is my theory here with TCU football. Is that these slow starts? It's to say it's like we're afraid to get out and succeed. It makes no sense.
0: Afraid of success? I'm trying to go back and trace. Is this is gonna be so bad? I hate that this is probably real. The 2014 Baylor game broke Gary Patterson. I think you're right. I want to (laughs) die.
1: Well, it no. The 2014 Baylor game broke him, and the 2014 Alabama Bowl confirmed it. Because yes, every because, like because every, every game he's like, okay, let me change my shirt, and we'll get back into this. Like, actually, I believe think that's
0: think true. As good as bad, that's Gary Patterson's <laughs> philosophy now, and it, it, it really is largely attributed to the psychosis of like, <laughs> I would rather not blow a lead. Like, he does not want to blow a lead, and TCU doesn't often blow leads. They really don't. No, because they never get out to them. But they are, and, and the stuff about the superstition about like, well, what if our next opponent sees it? I don't know, man. Do you want to go like, I would prefer to be good at what I'm good at rather than worry about, is there some marginal film advantage? that's Sonny Dykes. Are you that scared of Sonny Dykes?
1: He might be, honestly. Man.
0: Sonny's do, a nice guy. Sonny Dykes is a Do you, nice
1: remember, guy. you remember that Office episode? It's the one where uh, Probably. The, yeah. Where Michael Scott sells his paper company back in Dunder Mifflin. Broke his name in yes. the episode. Okay. Uh, and they sitting there in the conference room and Michael's just turning on the first offer and Pam and uh, Ryan are yelling at him. And, and Michael's like, you know, what would you rather have? You know, so-and-so or so-and-so. And Ryan goes, I would rather have $60,000, honestly. And that's me with Garrett. It's like, honestly, I would rather have $60,000. <laughs> I would rather you just win the I mean, game.
0: How about you that? You really just win non-dramatically. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So right before we go Big 12, I don't know what the timer yes, is, but no, right this, we're, we go to We're good. 12, we're perfect. Um, Cal is the... Blank best defense TCU will face this year.
1: I'm going to do this completely off the top of my head. Uh, oh, that's what I was planning. I didn't okay, look at before. Uh, it now. Yeah.
0: F- fourth. Three. I'm saying fifth. Okay. Fourth or fifth? Sure, I don't know. Again, no. Actually, I dude, here we go. You you want to talk about admitting when you're wrong? West Virginia is ass. Yeah, they are. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, they're big ass.
0: Dead cat bounce. Um. Jeez, man. Okay, so they're better than so forth. I agree with that. So my, my teams were Oklahoma, Baylor, Iowa State. Yeah. Just in terms of defenses, yep. not yep. teams. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay, we're in agreement. So things are looking up. Um, let's talk about the Big 12.
1: Oh, great. Okay, I would love to. Uh, can we just go to the, the fun part?
0: Please? Grant, I can't even pronounce the word shade and fruit. <laughs>
1: Schadenfreude. You got to take German. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> Arkansas beats the hell out of the Texas Longhorns.
0: You love to see it.
1: Them hogs is hell, don't they?
0: Dude, what a fun game! I was, I was,
1: I was almost in bed, and then I looked at the score. I'm like, nope, Max, you and I are staying up. We got to see this thing to completion, baby. It's beautiful.
0: Man, Texas started out with like a a sixty like a seventy percent win probability, and that switched before the first half to Arkansas, and then Arkansas like before the fourth quarter was above ninety eight. This was just absurd. It was an ass kicking.
1: What it was? It was sixteen to seven, right? And then the Texas score? I think or or something? And then Arkansas was like, nope, you're not winning.
0: Not happening anymore. Nope. Um, yeah. So that that one's really fun. Clearly, Texas has some problems. I think that. I mean, we knew Arkansas was well-coached, right? But I do yeah. think that the issue with Texas is that, like, Sark should not have switched quarterbacks, dude.
1: No, 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 no. You Honestly, let him ride it out, you let him earn your lumps, and then you keep we, going.
0: We talked about this. He probably should have started Casey Thompson and then switched Cardin. Yes,
1: yeah. He, but to he do did it wrong. the yeah. other
0: way is the stupidest thing.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It, it, it completely, like, decimates any – you know, uh, momentum. If you're going to
0: have in your back pocket, I might switch later. So like, I'm thinking back to like Max Duggan and Alex Delton. I was like, dude, Alex Delton is not your future at all. Don't do this. Let Max play. But this is like, you know, Casey has three years of eligibility left. Like just pick your guy, man. And say like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to throw one to the wolves while we're working things out. And the other guy's going to come in and have a good second half of the season or something. But I just hated the switch. I hated the switch. I'm still high on Hudson card, but I hated the switch. No,
1: I I am too. God almighty, that game was extremely funny. I I loved it so much.
0: Uh, also, I just think it's so unappreciated that Sam Pittman is the coach of a team called the Razorbacks. Sam Pittman is a Razorback. He is. He's a feral hog. He in the is. best, highest compliment.
1: Thirty to fifty feral hogs are running through
0: Austin last night. Like uh, like Bert was a pig, right? Bert Bert Bielema was a, he, he, was that's, just, that's, he was a. That's come on. <laughs> no no I mean no okay sorry sorry no 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 let's clarify <laughs> leave all of us in like like Bert Bielema was like a pig on a farm that becomes bacon
1: right? Yes, he was.
0: Sam Pittman is like one of those nasty feral hogs that people try and shoot out of a helicopter because you can't get close to it yeah. because they will mess you up. Yes, that's what I mean.
1: I know, I know. I will say this, so they're in, the coach between those two, a man named Chad Morris, uh, just lost a game at Allen High School. I believe it was Allen's first regular season loss in something like 70 games. Yikes, man. It's not
0: great. Um, you know, <laughs> you, know, you know, Westworld, I don't know if you've seen Westworld, it's like the
1: I know the premise. I haven't seen it. If
0: the yeah. robots see a picture of themselves or anything that like interferes with their reality, there's like, this doesn't look like anything to me. And when you said the coach in between them, Chad Morris, I literally thought in my mind, that just doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> shout, for... out to Jeff, shout out to Jeff Trailer though. Yeah, um, sure. Absolutely. Uh, for, for writing that ship. Let's talk about some other Big 12 games. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. Elasica.
0: Dude, how... How can you be this undisciplined this consistent?
1: I, I'm going to give you free reign to talk shit about Iowa State. Go ahead.
0: Brock Purdy had a QBR of 16.2. You couldn't even – Grant, you couldn't even date Brock Purdy's QBR.
1: <laughs> well, it depends on the state.
0: Um, Brees Hall had a 16-yard run. Like, everything we saw last week about
1: –
0: <laughs> Everything we saw saw last week about Iowa State of like, man, what is going on with their offense –
1: it continues. Turns
0: out it didn't get better playing a top 10 defense.
1: No, no, it didn't. I, I, I don't – I've seen Iowa get a lot of hype. I, I, To be completely honest, I did not watch this game. But you know, I was busy watching Oregon beat Ohio State. But I, I, that, it shocks me that Iowa State is that bad. And against a game that you know they were so jacked up for. And just completely came out and laid a turd.
0: This is that's that's one of those that's one of those like program kind of things where you're like, dude, if you can't beat Iowa this year, and Iowa's very good, like that's sure. unfair to have a rival that's so good. But still, if you can't do it now, then maybe we need to talk about like, all right, let's pump the brakes. I will say, Iowa had 106 total yards. That's what? 106 total yards. No, you're making that up. Nope. Sure as I'm standing here. Oh, sorry, no, no, 106 passes. 173, total, 173, okay. sorry. Still. 106 cross, passes, Yeah. Which is still hilarious. Iowa averaged five yards per pass, yards per attempt. Iowa averaged 1.7 yards per rush. Iowa State has a good defense. Iowa has a terrible offense. Iowa State just, it, it's hilarious to me that an entire offseason of one, everyone loving Iowa State and two, everyone saying they have no flaws, they have returning production, couldn't just say like, We've seen Brock Purdy be bad. Grant, there were tweets this weekend of like, "How is Brock Purdy playing like this?" And he's like, "Dude, this is Brock Purdy's middle name." Yeah. Like, bad Brock is a real thing. Yeah. And dude. so um, it's not like he's you know it's not like oh actually good quarterbacks are bad. He's gonna settle out. It's just like Campbell starts slow and dude they got they got hit early and just couldn't respond. No, he threw three picks. It was ugly. Um,
1: yeah. Okay, Parker. Uh, Oklahoma State twenty eight, Tulsa twenty three.
0: Um, this one is, look, man, dude, there was Gundy discourse this weekend and can I, this is going to sound more controversial and I want to, um, I think you'll understand this Grant and I'm not going to say this specifically enough that anyone else, but you and then the person I'm about to talk about are going to. That's great for a podcast. Understand? Go ahead. I do think that perception of Gundy changed a whole lot when he wore that OAN shirt. Yep. And fine, I'm not if that is fine. I'm not I'm not making a value judgment no, no, at all, no, but I'm saying
1: know.
0: nothing's really changed about Gundy since then. No. Um and so I think some of the Gundy discourse like I posted a bunch of stuff like they're in line with their recruiting, they're in line with their SB plus, they had a bunch of injuries and they had some covid stuff this this at the beginning of the season this year. He is who he is. And look, that's fine. You can have the conversation, but it's not like anything happened against Tulsa on Saturday where it's like, you know what? We've got to move on from Gundy because he struggled last week and this right. week like they're no, gutted, I dude. I know. Yeah.
1: Uh, West Virginia is ass, but they did beat Long Island 66 to nothing. So congratulations. Okay. Well, we
0: were asking if West Virginia was going to score more points against Long Island than Long Island scored against somebody, and they definitely did. So Correct.
1: congratulations. Uh Baylor beats Texas 7 60 67. Hooray.
0: Baylor's got a great strategy of uh, of of look, man, let's beat up on some bad teams and get overhyped and then just ride that wave. That happens. We've
1: talked about Baylor's non com before. It's it's a it's a disgrace to the conference.
0: Uh, it's, well, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a choice for sure. Um, they do have, uh, I think they're going to BYU pretty soon. No, they're going to BYU in October. So okay. one, LOL, Jerry Bohannon gets to go face that defense right after uh, Iowa State got mm-hmm. uh, embarrassed. Yeah, so that's yeah. fun. He'll love uh, that. next Saturday, a week from Saturday. So they have a bye week, I think. No, they play Kansas first. Okay, all right. Okay. So they play Kansas
1: first. So, so he gets to work that out of the system. Kansas, by the way, forty nine twenty two against Coastal Carolina.
0: You know what? Uh, okay. okay, so close to the cover, man. So close to the cover. yeah. No, I, I think that's
1: about right. It was not a complete embarrassment. Coastal Carolina is a better program, a better team. I don't care what conference they're in.
0: That's that's fine, totally fine. Well, the one thing I liked about that was, I mean, I feel like Jason Bean. I, I wasn't sure what Lance Leipold was going to be able to do with Jason Bean because remember Kyle Vantries at Buffalo was like a statue, and and Bean had thirteen carries for one hundred two yards. Like, yeah, I mean, um, that's great.
1: This is going to sound he was 12 mean.
0: twelve for twenty three, one hundred eighty nine yards. It wasn't great. It was bad.
1: Well, this going to sound mean. It's hesitant for it's it's hard for me to call any Kansas quarterback the quarterback of the future, uh, but Bean was good. Well, he was better than most Kansas quarterbacks, so
0: that's awesome. okay. Actually, I'm, pump- I'm pumping my, my I'm uh, pumping my gas. I don't know what I was going to say. Gross. Um, tooting my own horn. We when we talk about that is Kansas so Graham- much better than pumping my own gas. <laughs> Welcome to the Purple Theory podcast. I'm sitting in a hotel room outside of uh, Jackson, Wyoming, pumping my own gas. Um, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get canceled for that. Sorry. We talked about Kansas not being a meme when they lost Grant. There were no memes. No. They stormed the field against an FCS team last week, and nobody mentioned it when they were (laughs) close with Coastal Carolina. Here's the progression, man. Bobby, shout out to Bobby Bowden. Here's what you got to do. I'm going to add one to the Bobby Bowden chain. You got to go from being a meme to just getting crushed, to having crushing losses, to winning. Yeah. Leipold can climb that ladder, baby, and he's already shown it with just this game. Now, again, they got to repeat it, but I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um Do you think their best shot to win is against Texas Tech, who just scraped by Stephen F. Austin 28-22?
0: Dude, (laughs) I can't even articulate. Texas Tech fans are like, Sonny Cumbie needs to hand the ball off more. I want to (laughs) make Jump on the
1: window. Dude, I am so here for the Tech fans discovering the Sonny Cumbie experience.
0: I think I'm gonna follow those morons just to revel in like the the it's only like five people on Twitter who were like Tech got an upgraded offensive coordinator and you're like, (laughs)
1: Uh, it it, it is cool to see that uh, the second best quarterback in the big 12, Tyler Shuck was uh, 11 for 21 with a pick and two with two picks and a touchdown against Stephen F. Austin.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm going to take that. You know, that is this a butterfly meme? I'm going to Tyler Shuck that later and get some like, is this the second best quarterback in the big
1: 12? Um, Oklahoma beat the hell out of Western Carolina, 76 to zero.
0: Yeah, go look at um, go look at Keegan Keegan Renault's Twitter feed. I think I tweeted something about it, and then I've just recently retweeted him. So you can go look at his tweet, uh, his feed. He was tweeting about Caleb Williams, Oklahoma's backup. They are running pistol power read with Caleb Williams, their quarterback of the future, because Lincoln Riley is like, "Hey, I know I run a certain type of offense, but I have a really talented quarterback, and I'm going to maximize his strengths." And it is the offense that TCU should be running right now. It is it uh, it is terrifying that Lincoln Riley is able to get reps for his quarterback of the future while just absolutely murdering people
1: can i say that is something not to turn this into an nfl podcast and we have time before we go to the last big 12 game that is something i was impressed with with the houston texans today i shout out my houston texans one to know uh they put in tyrod taylor and we're like hey we're gonna run a lot of pistol we're gonna run a lot of you know sort of the stuff you like and it worked and they beat the hell out of a bad jacksonville team uh i was like cool. hey great they're adapting that's cool that's what teams should do
0: Speaking of schadenfreude, I'm okay with Urban Meyer losing every game and coming oh. right back to Fox Noon, dang it. What am I doing on Saturday mornings with Urban Meyer sitting there with his hand in his pants in the NFL?
1: He's, he's going to USC. He's not going to Fox Noon. Uh, that's fair.
0: And then the last game. Golly, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: man. Uh, Kansas State 31, Southern Illinois 23. Sure, fine, whatever. Deuce Vaughn had three Dude. touchdowns on the ground.
0: Skyler Thompson got hurt again. It was bad. Chris Kleiman was like, kneeled down looking close to tears dude that just sucks it does that suck. just i was high on kansas state man yeah. and that just sucks i'm looking right now off off the top of your head there but oh will howard right okay yeah they're playing will howard again yeah. who who they can do some things with and they have explosive offense around him but yeah that sucks that is that changes the landscape of the big 12 for sure
1: it does and, and not in the way you want the landscape to be changed but yeah that that sucks it's yeah. um, is that is that all the games that is all the games
0: how many uh how much time do we have we have two minutes great let's work out our power rankings
1: Okay, quick. All right. Uh okay, I'm gonna go Oklahoma. Still think Iowa State.
0: Got T- to, I think. Because I was so I can't penalize him for losing to Iowa. I, I can't either,
1: there. even though they did look like shit. Uh TCU?
0: Hmm? Yeah, I think Kansas State should be here right now. Like TCU would move below. If Thompson
1: State. was playing. Yeah,
0: but so I think I think it's like it's like Oklahoma, big gap. Yeah. Iowa State Smaller
1: but noticeable gap.
0: Small, yeah, Yeah. small, small, but significant.
1: TCU, Oklahoma State. Uh,
0: Here's the thing. You've got to take, that's potential, right? That's like, if they're healthy, I respect them. Yeah. I think you've got to, I I think I've got to put Texas above them and then Oklahoma State. You're right.
1: You're right. You're, you know, you're exactly right. I somehow skipped Texas. What a shame. Yes. Texas and Oklahoma State, then Kansas State.
0: Okay. But I'm going to do, I'm going to do the tier of seven and eight is going to be injured nonsense. Okay. And I'm going to put Kansas State at seven. OK State at eight, with an asterisk because if they do, if they can't get like, if this is what they are, they're awful. Yeah. Um. And then I'm going to go, Baylor, Tech, Kansas. Baylor yeah, Tech.
1: Yeah. I I might have. Yeah, I think that's right. But I, I I think there's a gap, a significant gap in between Baylor
0: and Tech. i think just going to call that the weird the weird thing. Yeah, because I think Baylor— I might, put, I might put Baylor above Oklahoma State just because, again, if this is what Oklahoma State is, right, and they
1: have to Yeah, then yikes. And at least Baylor has and, one side of the ball. You know what they're doing. Um, okay, Parker. I'm into it. This has been the Purple Theory Podcast.
0: Love it. Woo!
1: You can find Parker on Twitter, at Stats of War. You can find me on Twitter, at Grant McGowd. It's where they can sound with all those vowels. Subscribe to the Purple Theory Substack. That is purpletheory.substack.com. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be doing—it's bye Week this week, isn't it?
0: Ooh, let's do a long and rambling podcast on Wednesday. No, that doesn't sound
1: like us. Uh, Not at all. We will find something to talk about for now. Follow us on Twitter and go Frogs.
0: Boom.